Welcome everyone to the first ever What's the Word, a podcast brought to you by CCV. How is everybody doing today? My name is Reno. My name is Manuela. And we will be your hosts for this podcast. We will be talking about a lot of things from sports, the world, the sports card hobby, betting, and everything else that you can think of. It will be an uncensored podcast, so everybody, please listen responsibly. All right, so, Reno, what's the word for today? Right now, Aaron Judge signed a nine-year, $360 million deal with the New York Yankees. Um, I am a huge Yankees fan that I'm well, I'm contemplating it because they're doing a lot of things that I don't like. And I know a lot of people don't say you should switch up your fandom, but if you don't hold your ownership accountable, it becomes frustrating. But Aaron Judge is 30 years old, and I just think we're getting into a real messy situation, giving a guy that has had injuries and he just broke a record. It's like you don't really want to pay somebody off of their best ever season. It's just not the smart business model. And I just think it's 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 something that they had to do, but it's definitely not something that makes them a World Series can like champion. Like they're going to be contenders, but it doesn't change from last year. So I just think it's going to be another year of uh, mediocrity from the Yankees. So is it fair to say that your word of the day is frustration? Frustration. That's a good. That's that's good. That's a good word of the day right there. But what what is uh, what's the word with Manu today? Actually, actually, my word of the day is rec as in recommendation so last night guys i was hooked watching jfk revised looking through the glass everyone must but must watch this just be careful because it's pretty shocking (laughs) now today is wednesday is the official hump day of the week but is a sad day it is a sad day for the sports community there is nothing on we've been getting pretty used to soccer every day and to start on that note the world cup the world cup we're gonna start the the quarterfinals this friday we're gonna see brazil facing off croatia we're going to see Argentina facing off the Netherlands in the afternoon. And on Saturday, we're going to see CR7 in the bench. Stay tuned for that topic later versus Morocco, who actually performed really well their last game. And in the afternoon, we're going to close off the quarters with France versus England, a battle, Mbappe versus Kane. I think we know who wins that one, but... That's going to be a really good game, I think. Coming from somebody that's a very novice uh soccer uh watcher i don't really watch it too much other than the world cup i think every four years yeah france and 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 england is going to be a really good battle as opposed to the other ones i think it's just like brazil should knock on wood just dominate and argentina i mean they shouldn't blow out netherlands but it it could happen it It hurts me to say this but i think they will pass. Do we have a parlay for this? We do. We do. We are uh, we're playing this one a little bit more safe than last time. 
because we did lose by one one leg, Japan. So we decided to just play it a little bit more safe. We are just going between two games. We left out the the Portugal-Morocco game, and we also left out the Argentina-Netherlands game. So we are taking Brazil and France to win, respectfully. Neymar to score. Safe bet. Mbappe to score. Safe bet, I like it. And then Vinicius Jr. and Harry Kane to both have two shots. And that's just two shots, not two shots on goal. They just got to let it rip twice. So, and that is $20 to win 360 So, I think it's a, it's a nice little, it's a, it's a risky, it's a risky bet, but it's also a very doable bet. And on that same subject, I would like to bring up the fact that CR7 spent at most off last game on the bench. He did come in in the last 17 minutes. And now we really don't know where CR7 stands in the World Cup because just think about it. For him, starting that game in the bench, it's a lose-lose situation. If they lost to Switzerland, they would be out of the World Cup lost. And if they won the game, it would also be a lose situation for him because they won without the, you know, proclaimed uh, superstar. So that's going to be interesting. I think the GOAT debate might be over, though. Mm. The modern GOAT debate. That's a very polarized subject because we got like the crazy messy and the crazy. Yeah, but if you think fans, about it, but if you think about it, like the the most important thing is your availability and the 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 amount of time that you can play at a high level. That's why Tom Brady has outlasted everybody. Messi's outlasting all of the people that were I guess challenging him as a goat. And not only that, right? Messi, if you put Messi and Ronaldo aside, there's one thing that they defer a lot, which is the attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Messi has always such a great positive attitude. I mean, he... Humble. Humble guy. Humble guy. He wants not only the team to work around him, but he wants the team to work with him. And Ronaldo, we see a little bit different situation, not taking any credit away from the guy. He's a great player, but he is more of like, all right, let's make this work around me. If not, I'm mad. And if... You know, look at his reaction when he got taken out of the, like, the, I believe the last 15 minutes of the South Korea game, the guy went off. And I think that's why he started the game in the bench. Santos said, no, enough. And, uh, dude, 6-1. Three, three goals from the guy that uh, replaced him, Ramos, which is, mm. a, I believe, a 21-year-old. Uh, so it is. It's, it's, he's, he is making the name on the back of the jersey bigger than the country. And that is what – that's it, listen, it can happen in club – level where you are the highest paid but i don't i mean maybe they're getting paid very minimally to play f- if anything to play for their national team but that's but not it's really not the, what it's for it's, it's for your national team. pride so it's it's one thing to play for ronaldo over man U or ronaldo over juventus or ronaldo over real madrid but it is a whole nother ball game you are not bigger than your country and I think what you said, what is the head coach of Portugal's name? Uh, Fernando Santos. He said, no, dude, you're not bigger than this country. You and may be Ronaldo, but we are Portugal. And like, it's interesting you say that because Ronaldo still doesn't have a World Cup. You know, so if he is smart enough, he is going to happily maybe sit most of the rest of the World Cup out and have a smile on his face because if they take this home, that's going to be a big thing for him because he does not have that trophy yet. Well, you're a very avid watcher of 
of, of soccer. So let me ask you, is Ronaldo being benched for, let's say, it's almost like the Zach Wilson situation. Like, is Ronaldo being benched because of his play and his attitude? Or do you think Ronaldo still has something left to bring to Portugal where if he just came out and said, you know what, I've been acting selfish and, and you know, I want to come out here, help the team, be a team player. If that means my role reducing and, you know, I become this and, and can help Portugal bring a World Cup because that's what's most important to me. Do you think he could bring value to the team in a role where last game he played non-meaningful minutes? Do you think he could still bring something to the team where it's a 1-1 game? We need Ronaldo. I think so. Let's put it this way. Ramos and Ronaldo, they they play very differently. Ronaldo is more of a player that he's going to stay in the box and he's kind of not going to move around. Like, you're not going to see him all around, you know, the soccer field. You're just not going to. Now, Ramos, he's a guy, if you watch him closely, he is constantly moving. So I think in a strategy point, uh, like Santos did last game, keep the kid moving around, you know. And, and also from, from the enemy perspective, it's like, okay, they don't have Ronaldo. It's like, okay, we got this, but, like, not really. And uh, put him on in the, in the last, you know, 20, 25 minutes. So maybe save Ronaldo. Save him, you know, put him in the, in the end. If, you know, because the dude can score, obviously. He's, uh, uh, yeah, he's nine, uh, nine goals, tying, tying record of Messi right now, nine goals total in the World Cup, the, the greatest ever. Um, and so he, he he could still add a lot of value to the team, but he could also be very valuable just by having a great attitude, even if it's just in the bench. You know, everyone okay. in the team talks greatly about him that he has a great attitude with them and stuff. But you know, you gotta you gotta show that to the yeah. fans too. You gotta show it to your country and to yeah. everyone that's watching. I think that's important because you may think to, like if you don't see it as a fan of of the team or FIFA or soccer in general, then Maybe these players are just saying that because it's Ronaldo and you never... What What are you going to do? You're going to say Ronaldo's a bad teammate? Well, guess what? He's going to ruin you. Like, he's going to tell everybody not to, to hire you or not to not to recruit you or, or whatever. Because a lot of these kids are... These kids grew up on this team as, like, 12-year-old kids going, Oh, my God. I'm now playing with the guy that I thought was a god. A lot of the... I think a lot of, a big part of you being great is for you to know when to step down. But that's when it gets really tricky, right? If we look at Brady a couple of years ago, they're like, he's washed up, you got to step down. But no, it actually made it work in Tampa. Now, I, it's kind of a debate whether it's like, okay, maybe it's time for Ronaldo to like not step down and retire you know, entirely, but just maybe, you know, take the MLS, maybe, you know, go do something, you know, more chill, I guess I maybe could say. Like- the Messi road. Yeah. Like, when Messi's coming to Miami you know, in, in, a, in a year. Confirmed? Yeah. Nick. So, Nick Nick told me the other day, um, in the new year, Messi will be um, playing for, I, I don't want to, dude, I don't know the Miami team, but the Miami club team, and he will be announced as uh, a player for the, for the Miami club team in the MLS within, the, within 2023. I believe it's Miami United. Uh, correct me if I'm mistaken. However, that's pretty cool. We'll cover that story also. But um, 
Yeah, so it, it gets tricky on the Ronaldo because it's like, okay, is it time for him to step out or does he just need a team? Because it's just or very reduce weird. the role. Yeah. It's just very weird what happened right now with Man U. You know, they both, like, agreed to, like, exit the contract in a very weirdly manner while he was in Qatar playing for the World Cup. So, I don't know. There's there's still a lot to see there. Uh, I think that his role is still undefined. I think we're going to see that a lot on Saturday. And, uh, yeah. Well, Manu, what do you think about him basically saying fuck MLS and going and playing in the Saudi Arabian League. I think that that would be kind of a move more like I'm going to go against Messi and I'm going to I'm going to revive the Saudi Arabian League and make It's like it Tiger versus Phil Mickelson. Perfect. Ex- oh my god, I just love how you said that. Literally, 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 you know. But um I personally think that there is a lot of potential in the MLS. I think that a lot of Americans got really excited in seeing, in, you know, the U.S. advance. You had Lewandowski is it played in the MLS. You had, do you remember Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Dude, he was so can, fucking Can we good. get that one more time? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Dude, he was so good. But, like, the more... The more you bring, it would just be great for soccer. It would be great for for soccer because, like, I personally want to be. I'm not gonna go to fucking Barcelona to go on a trip to go see Messi or Neymar. Well, now Neymar's at PSG, and same with Messi. But like, I'm not gonna go to France just to go see Messi. But now. I can drive 20 minutes to go see a fucking home game, and Nick said. $3,000 season tickets for 11 home games for the Miami club team. Sign me up. I think that's ridiculous. No, sign me up, dude. And if you, start off, if you start off at the $3,000, you're going to get grandfathered in as like an OG season ticket holder. Like yours I, isn't going to blow up. I'm super excited about this, but I, I still can picture myself in like in the Miami stadium, like screaming, like watching... Messi play like, like becoming a, but yeah. but you'd have to be. Oh my god, I'm oh, buying Manu excited. a fucking Miami United Messi jersey. <laughs> Can we confirm the name of Miami? That yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> but as of right now, they're Miami United, and Manu, you're getting a Miami United Messi jersey. Oh man, it's Inter Miami, guys. Oh, that's pretty dope. I think though. it's Orlando United. No, but yeah, he's going to play for the Miami team. Orlando City. Okay, so wow. so we are inter Miami fans. Just to clarify, guys, uh Miami United, I don't believe that is an official team. We were talking about inter Miami. So we are inter Miami fans. As of today. And everybody back home, I know you guys are big Philly Union fans. Right? The Philly Union. I think that's what they are. They were in the in the MLS final, oh, yeah. I believe. Yeah, no, they're pretty good, Philly. They're pretty fucking good. Okay. But we're getting messy over here, so. But but, yeah. w- but you do think that would be like like what is that messy coming to America? I think that's that there's two things to that. One, imagine the little kids that already, you know, like soccer here and they see they grew up like watching Messi play over here. You know, I think that's a whole other motivation and that could that could mean a huge thing to soccer in the US in the future. Like who in the NBA going to China would that be like? What do you mean? So like like the big the big the big thing 
overseas is China. The Chinese league is huge. And the fan base is massive in China, but they don't, they're not big like the NBA. So, like, Messi coming to the MLS is massive for like American soccer fans. So, like, give me a superstar in the NBA because, like, everybody could just say LeBron, but like, on another level, like, somebody a little bit different going to China. Like, who would have the same gravitational pull, like, cultural pull to, like, globalize? Like, Messi's going to truly globalize soccer, in my opinion. Like, bring soccer to America and truly bring it forward. Because right now it's just been, it's like a niche above lacrosse. Dude, like, imagine, um, well, it's different because it, Obviously, Messi is not doing that in the in the middle of his career. He's going to retire, but imagine Steph Curry going to like play the last years that he has left on him. Like I feel like China. they're pretty close. I feel like they're pretty close in in career. Like Steph's not in his prime anymore. Steph's you know on the back end of his prime. But I think but Messi's got a solid four years crazy left. Crazy no? things with the ball. Yeah. yeah. Did you like, see the the one that he did five uh, shots in the? It row was doctored. Me? It was doctored. It was. Yeah. Oh, but man. that would be ins- that would have been absolutely insane. Swear. Yeah. Was it really? hundred percent. Oh man, I, was, I rewatched that shit twenty times. <laughs> I'm actually so sad. I was like, oh. I think he did say though he made like two. Man, I even brought that up over dinner. I'm just so <laughs> upset, Steph. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, but, no, so that's cool. So that's like, st- that's like Steph Curry. Yeah, so the second point, the first point is that, yeah, you could be great for, you know, American soccer. And, dude, honestly, I've been hearing talks about the USA in the next World Cup, which is already insane to me. It's incredible to see everyone excited. And the second point to that like is that. Like being contenders? Yeah. Okay. And, well, obviously, it's going to be here, so it's it's going to be a little bit interesting. But the second point to that is that if Messi comes, there might be a lot of players to follow, right? Or there there might be a lot of players that will consider that as, like, you know, to end the career. For instance, Neymar, I think about this all the time. Most of players, Ronaldinho, when he used to play in Europe, they go back to Brazil and they retire. Obviously, they are, they are home. They get paid stupid amounts of money and they don't have to do shit. It's great, right? So what do you mean by that? Like they go play for a Brazilian club team? Yeah, yeah. So, they so usually, like what's a Brazilian club team? Like in the La Liga? No, no, no. So, so <laughs> Or like even lesser than that? No, no, no. Like in good like in good teams, like Flamengo, Corinthians, like good, good Brazilian teams. So in instance, oh, Ronaldinho. La Liga is a Spanish league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for instance, Ronaldinho, like, at the end of his it. career, Ronaldo. No, no, no worries. Bill, we're here to learn. We're all here to learn. Uh, if we talk football, I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> But, um, which we will in the very few minutes. But, uh, yeah, so usually most Brazilian players, and mostly players in general, they go back home, you know, to, to play. You know, South American teams are, are, are honestly pretty good. Our teams in Argentina are pretty good. Um, so they usually go back home to play. Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, they all did it. Pay homage to it. Yeah. But then, um, or to the teams where, like, the clubs where they first started, you know, their first team, they go back. You know, Ronaldo actually just bought off the team that he started. Oh, really? With a $1 billion rise in debt. But, yeah, he did. It was awesome. That's pretty dope. Yeah. But, um, oh, man, I lost my point. Oh, yeah. But Neymar, for instance, dude, that guy gets hurt every every three fouls, right? So, with that being said, he would never be able to go back home and play. They would kill him. They you would think the... 
the talent would just like the kids would just no, they just rough, yeah, rough, rough soccer, yeah. very you know, and so yeah, he he couldn't be able to like go and retire and play back home. So I I'm a strong believer that. So you think it might be a retirement thing for like like yeah. a nice little. Yeah, he's into of, retirement for people. 100%, dude. I love that. Imagine how many players, like, want to live the American dream, too. You know, like, yeah. dude, I can, like, get paid millions, play <laughs> soccer. Retire in Miami. And, like, that sounds great. So I think it's the two the two things. One, it's going to be great for soccer in America in general. And two, I think a lot of players will follow. Mm-hmm. Well, can I, one more thing on the, the soccer side. I would really like to. So the original pioneer of that almost was David Beckham. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, I loved soccer growing up. But you, David Beckham, how good was David Beckham? He was really good, but you have to also consider that I grew up in Brazil, uh-huh. <laughs> which we have, uh, you know, five World Cups and the greatest, in my opinion, soccer legend. So when you grew up in Brazil watching soccer, you don't really, obviously, you, you know David Beckham, you know how great he is, especially if you, you know, you're into the European League and stuff like that. But... That's not like the main conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. You're talking, you know, when I was when I was uh, young, when I was four years old, it was the 2000 team um, who actually took the World Cup home, the last World Cup that we won. So, when you were younger, were you more invested in the Brazilian leagues and the World Cup rather than seeing the Premier League, the and and seeing maybe like Neymar going and playing in Barcelona? You really didn't care about that as opposed to let's get to the World Cup. I want to see Brazilian soccer. So instant, like, for instance, when I was, you know, f- first and foremost, I was born in June 1998. That's when the World Cup was going on. Mm-hmm. Like my dad was in the hospital with the Brazil shirt on. But um, when you're born in Brazil, you're automatically in a, in a soccer team. Your mm-hmm. family uh, automatically places your orders, two sides, and you get <laughs> to choose one. Um, so there's always that. You know, sometimes you go to games, sometimes you don't, whatever. And obviously the World Cup is a huge event in Brazil, not only for the fact that we, you know, had so many stars, but because it's, it's exciting, you know, it's, it's just like a whole cultural thing, like everyone likes to watch it together and stuff like that. But when um, when you see out those 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 great players, you know, Ronaldinho uh, went for to Europe and now, you know, all the other great players that went to play for Europe, uh, that's when the European League really got bigger in Brazil because okay. you wanna see we wanted to see what those players, you know, were Representing. doing. Representing. And essentially every single really good player in Brazil went to it went to play in Europe. So nowadays, like uh most of the people in Brazil generalizing very much, they will have like a Brazilian team and they will have like an European team. Okay. That that answers my question perfectly. So like around the time you were born, it was still hardcore brazilian league fans but now because a lot of a lot of the talent has let's let's call spade spade been bought out by these spanish and european leagues because they literally go and find these kids and they're like yo 100 million and they're like fuck yeah and but now that's integrated into a lot of Barcelona fans, PSG yeah. fans, probably. There's got to be a lot of PSG fans because of Neymar. So if you're born like around like our time or a little bit before, your dream would to would like and you want to be a soccer player. Mm-hmm. Your dream would to be to like play for like a team in Brazil. Now, yeah. if you're born around now, this generation more kind of like five, ten years ago, uh-huh. I bet like the dream is to play for like Barcelona, or Real Madrid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, go so over to Europe. Shifted. Yeah, also yeah. got you know much bigger, a lot, of, a lot, a lot more money, and so yeah. Like, um, 
Yeah, that's that is crazy. So shifting a little bit from soccer, what's going on in the NFL and Baker Mayfield? So it's funny, Baker Mayfield. Um, when Daniel Jones was drafted by the New York Giants, he made a comment and said, "You know, I don't, I just don't know what the Giants are doing. You know, you have to draft to win in this league, and I just don't think really that was a a move that would have been made if you're looking to win." Taking a shot at Danny Dimes. But since that comment, Baker Mayfield has been on now three teams. And former first overall pick is just an absolute bust. And and it's 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 crazy. But yeah, no, going back to that, Mono, you had a little thing about the former first overall pick. Dude, the two thousand eighteen National Treasures RPA Platinum. Shield, Baker Mayfield, one of one, BGS Mint nine, sold for one hundred thousand, one hundred ten thousand and four hundred dollars on October twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. What do you have to say to that guy? Well, that guy got caught up in the hype. The guy got caught up in the hype of Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham Jr., stuff like that, and thought that Baker Mayfield was going to be able to bring the Browns to a to a fucking Super Bowl. But what is what is the sale? Is there a recent sale of that card? A recent? No, he's probably going to hold probably, that to that. I'm just going to keep that and be like, yeah, that thing's probably worth like, I don't like, like five grand. I don't I like. It didn't work out with the Panthers. It's probably he's not going to re-sign with the Rams. It's just going to be a little help-me-out deal. But I think people need to realize, going off of the Baker Mayfield situation, is that you cannot spend... Well, Listen, spend your money however you want to spend your money, but you have to look at these number one overall picks and the amount of money you're spending in the first year of their career, or even the second or third year of their career, you cannot go out and just automatically deem these guys superstars. Because a couple years ago, look, Baker Mayfield won Rookie of the Year. He broke the record for most passing touchdowns by a rookie. So a lot of people were already deeming this kid the second coming, and they were going to change the curse of the, the Cleveland Browns. So now you put all this money into it and, you know, we're sitting, what, we're in 2020, the end of 2022, four years later, and that same number one overall pick that was supposed to be the savior of the Cleveland Browns has been waived twice, deemed untradeable. He said he didn't want to go to the Colts. Well, the Colts didn't even want him. And now he's on the Rams because their two backups got hurt. And we'll see what there is to see over there. We shall wait and see. I think uh, everybody just needs to be a little bit more careful about how they spend their money on, on number one overall pitch. Justin Herbert oh, is looking a little iffy, and a lot of people are spending big money on him. I think everyone is a little bit more iffy. Uh especially at this time of the year. And that brings us to the Mickey Mantle story. Reno, what do you bring to us? Oh, so, guys, a lot of people 
have been saying that the market is 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 really down. And I think what people need to realize is that the market is just shifting into a more healthier, smarter, and this is what the market should have looked like. What goes okay? up must go down. Exactly. All that money that we pumped into the COVID uh, months. Exactly. Exactly. So Mickey Mantle, two recent sales from uh, a collector who had two cards. He had one 19 uh, 51 Bowman Mickey Mantle PSA 9. So that is the, it, it's it's considered the rookie, the, the true rookie, but the rookie is the 1952 tops. So Bowman, as you know, people look for Bowman nowadays because they have the autos. But back then, people were looking for the tops. That's when they debuted. But he had a PSA 9, and then he also had a 1969 variation Mickey Mantle. So that is his 18th year in the MLB. It was a PSA 9. The last known sale was in 2009. That's very important. 2009 for $13,000. Okay. It just sold in auction for $970,000. Okay. Okay. 2009 is right after the 2008 recession. One of the biggest uh, economic downturns in in, in US history. Yeah. We are going through a recession whether people like to to call it that or not. It is factual that we are going through a recession right now and a lot of things are going on sale. And I think not saying that there is a bunch of Mickey Mantle-esque cards out there, but if you play your cards right and you buy the right cards that have gone on sale, I believe that this will happen for you. And now, and now it's not to say this, we're talking about a, a a 70, 69 year old, 70 year old card here. So I'm not saying, you know, go out and buy a Kobe or Jordan or LeBron on sale. And it's going to be worth a bunch of money in eight years from now, but in 20 years from now, I think the cards that are going on sale today for 50% less than what they were six months ago is something that people need to look at. I don't know which cards. We'd have to dive a little bit deeper. But if you're out there and you're looking, there are opportunities. We watched somebody that has talked about that, not just mainly in sports cards, but in in the housing market, Patrick Bet David, PBD. Shout guys. out PBD. You should definitely take a look and uh, watch and listen to his podcast. They're very, very informational. But the other Mickey Mantle, there wasn't, um, we don't know what he bought it for. Um, but the 1951 Bowman sold for $3.19 million. So I'm assuming he bought that for, for less than a million. <laughs> you know, he probably bought that as well in 2009. So... I mean, he probably bought that card for $60,000, $70,000. So as long as you buy the right things at the right time, you can make a lot of money in this hobby still. So a lot of people that are running away, that's good for the hobby. Those are the people that really didn't believe in the hobby. But guys, the hobby is still very strong. And this these sales really, really do show that that the hobby is strong. And I believe if people are still out there, you know, think about that guy that wanted to buy that 1969 Mickey Mantle. Do you think he's sitting there saying, fuck, 
The last time this thing sold for 13000 Hey, buddy, I'll give you $15,000. That guy's saying, go fuck yourself. So, like, listen, if you want it, you're going to have to pay. And someone paid $950,000 more than what that guy paid for that card. So, and in it, my opinion... And a good example, uh, BBD was actually just talking about this on his podcast today. He bought a Patrick Mahomes. I don't remember the exact specifics. It is a one-on-one NT, I believe. Um, the guy was asking for 300 k cash. He paid one forty. He said, yeah, just like that. Walked away. I'm holding it now. Yep. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) And that's the thought of the day, guys. For the next episodes, we will be bringing a special guest. But this one is just Manu and Reno, the house team. The house team. And soon, guys, we're going to be bringing Nikki Bub and Coco Bub to share their experiences with you guys. And I hope everyone have a great rest of their week. Thank you guys for listening to the first inaugural episode of What's the Word. We hope you have a great rest of your day, and thank you for listening. And we get better and better, boys and girls. See you guys next time.